It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN, and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Hey everybody, it's time for episode 262 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center and SkyMint Cannabis. Our uh, fantastic partners, like I said, Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center, a lot of really cool things going on. Swimming lessons are underway. Flexibility training now available for purchase at the front desk. The uh, center is hosting a spring open house on Saturday, April 29th, 10 to 1 with free admission. And as we always talk about the sauna, the, the lap pool, the, the steam room, the sky track, just so much going on. And guys, just got to jump right in and say, hey, we must be doing something right as they immediately signed up for another <laughs> year of sponsorship as soon as I hit the email, man. It, it's awesome. You. I like to imagine you as like the Jared of Subway of Memorial Healthcare. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hopefully, wait a minute. No, no. Hopefully not all the not the whole way. Come on. The good the good part. Hey, you don't have the shirt right. name as that it's that weirdo, so <laughs> could be worse, man. You have one comparison to boom. Um no, it's awesome. I mean it's it's funny when so I have one brother that lives, you know, up the Saginaw area, then I have another one that lives in Arizona. I mean, they love that place. Every time they're in town, they go every single day. I guess that to that place so it's not only nice for you know our Shiawassee County area but it's it's state-of-the-art across the country yeah and like we've said before it has everything like you don't have to be some crazy super Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder you know like you can just go and walk around the track go sit in the steam room go swim a few laps like you know and they have the classes too that you've mentioned spin class and Zumba and all those other ones all those boot camps that you were listing off so yeah. it, it really is it's one thing to offer all that stuff and then it's another thing like jared said for it to be a super nice facility you yeah. know when, when it's both of those and the, the food we know is good <laughs> the, the cafeteria or whatever so yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really state of the art, top notch, all of that. Absolutely. And all the people are really fantastic, too. If you want more info, go online at memorialhealthcare.org. Also, another one of our great title sponsors, SkyMint Cannabis. Farm to stash grown right here in the Great Lakes State, over 20 locations in Michigan. Check out the SkyMint Reserve, an elevated cannabis line featuring exceptional profiles. And check out, most recently, they passed on to me, Michigan's Best Bundles for deals on flower, vape, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. Now, this is the one that blew my mind away ounces as low as 49 bucks i mean think about it uh, you know it's 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 becoming uh, bonfire season boating fishing what a better way to just kind of chill out and uh, enjoy a 49 dollar ounce man that's gonna last you a while yeah yeah i mean if you bought that and stored around the pontoon for the summer man i mean that's uh that's enough to keep you busy until what probably july or so <laughs> uh, maybe you mentioned jared i think one time we were talking about it kind of becoming a thing you know like open bar is a thing at yeah. weddings class reunions you know whatever kind of events it's almost becoming a thing to have like open bar but with cannabis with yeah. so you know cheap prices like that you can get a couple a variety of things for people to choose from there you go. hey look in the state of michigan it's legal you know if you're over 21, go online at skymint.com, sign up for the rewards program. But, you know, it's just like alcohol. I mean, you know, you don't want to drive after you uh, have been involved with it. But if you want to just sit around and chill out, man, it's a it's a great activity. Just take it from me, Ted the Sports Guy. Also, <laughs> also want to thank our local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, now open at 116 West Main in Owasso, Capital Sports Fieldhouse. You'll be hearing a message from them as they are our sponsors of the Prep Spotlight. See our auctions, Michigan's leader in auctions online. Nelson House Funeral Home, serving the area since 1880. The patio is now open at Rivals Tap House and Grill. And check out Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, saving you big money on home loans. Well, I don't know how much we got to catch up on, but uh, you know, it's, it's been another week has passed us by. Uh, I guess the only thing I really want to pass on is the pontoon is in the water and it started right up jared wow. so might be a good that's season always, that's always key is it i know i know you winterize your boat i know yep. all, all that stuff goes up in michigan you winterize it so then you i guess unwinterize it is it always like that first turn of the key is it always like you almost like say a prayer before you do it you're like all right, here we go. Let's see what happens. Oh, a one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. I mean, you know, I I keep the battery charged up all winter, so that's that's issue number one. You want to make sure that it turns over, and then every every spring I put fresh gas in it to make sure it'll start up. And one hundred percent, the fingers are crossed. Yeah. You're cranking, ying 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 ying. ying. And, but when it kicks in, man, it's like sweet heaven. I tell you what, I mean, you have a, it's a nice boat. It's, uh, I'm shocked. It started right up. I don't care how much winterization prep you did. It's unbelievable. So that is a big time win. I'll give it to you. And from what I hear anyway, I know you guys had a great stretch of weather up there, but it was like snowing yesterday or something, wasn't it? Or like a couple days ago, some snow started spitting in Michigan. So, oh yeah. Is it still, is, is Lake Manitou still have, does it still have some ice on it? <laughs> right. Well, well, quick sidebar. Uh, a number of years ago, we were up north for uh, a relative's 50th birthday at that time. It was May 1st. Before we went up north, I popped on the uh, canvas on top of the pergola out in the yard. May 1st, we had like six inches of wet, huh. 
heavy snow and that thing got destroyed. So I've yeah. learned my lesson. The the one week we had, whatever it was, two weeks ago, where it was, it was like a midsummer week out of nowhere in the middle of April, and mm-hmm. then it just went back to winter right after it. I mean, that'll be <laughs> remembered in the history books. I, I don't know what was in the air that week, but it was awesome. We didn't yeah. really appreciate it. I, I, I'll be honest. I thought it was here to stay when it came. Uh, I was dead wrong, but it was an awesome week while we had it. Absolutely. My my sisters and like some of my family said that their kids were excited because they got to wear like shorts to school. But it's like, don't put the winter coats away just yet. Don't uh-huh. put that stuff away just yet. We know how Michigan is, but it's been like we've been it's been pretty rainy. We've had a little more rain. It's not like some record rain or anything like that down here. Um, but it's definitely that time of year where you you guys know I still love Michigan and everything like that. But when I when I look at the temps and it's mid 70s, low 70s, and I'm looking at people up in Michigan posting pictures on Facebook or, you know, whatever's going on and it's snow or it's slushy or it's all these cancellations. I'm sure we're going to hear about in the prep spotlight. If oh, yeah. High school sports. You know, it's just some there, there are times of the year that I'm like, it's nice to be down here in the Carolinas. It's, you know, avoid yeah. that weather a little bit. <laughs> Well, the good news is it's sunny right now. It's a little chilly outside, but it's yeah. the weather is going to break here within the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be, uh, as you know, just sweet Michigan weather. Yeah. Uh, any I other catch-up, fellas, we want to bring on the table? Yeah, you can't beat that Michigan spring. I was going to bring up, I, I don't know if we're about to move to the prep spotlight. Uh, I mentioned the, a lot of sports being canceled or, you know, whatever's going on with spring sports up in Michigan because of the weather or really any of the northern states. I think it was Luke Giardi. He's he's a friend of the pod. He always joins the mm-hmm. uh, um, prep pick skip yeah. preview. He's up in the UP. So he always gives us a good look at UP football. He posed a question on Twitter. I don't know if he was like serious or if it was kind of like for fun. He said something like Michigan shouldn't have spring sports. Outdoor, outdoor spring sports because of all the weather delays you can't get into a rhythm. It's almost like pointless sometimes. Like you have two, three weeks off with no games. You know, I, again, I don't know if he was just saying that or if he was serious, but you guys, you think that should even be an option? Figure out like, should basketball? Oh, well, you, you couldn't have anything in the winter. So yeah, you got to have basketball in the winter. But like, should you, should they try and figure something out with the sports? I, You're not going to straight up cancel baseball track and stuff like that, but. I, oh, I think like they could definitely the adjust the adjust the scheduling. I mean, well, here's yeah. the thing about track. At least when I was in high school, now I never qualified for these events because I wasn't very fast. But <laughs> usually at the start of the year, you'd be you you know you'd have the invitational at Saginaw Valley, you'd have the invitational at Grand Valley, um, you would have the invitational at Michigan State Jenison Center or whatever wherever yeah. they have their indoor track at. So right. it was you usually would have a few meets that were indoors. And hopefully by about now you can be fully outdoors. Doesn't always happen, as we saw. The they were teased a little bit. I mean, golf. Dear God, we we would have so many canceled meets, man. It was, it was the first three or four, you know, maybe even two. Two, honestly, first half of the season, you're playing Mark Pitt clean in place, where you if you hit the ball, it's so wet out that your ball was going to plug into the ground. So Mm -hmm. you literally had to put your scorecard down, grab the ball, rip it out of the mud, and drop it. So. No, these are problems, but I don't know how you fix it. Maybe if yeah. I was baseball, you could backload the schedule a little bit more. Uh, you know, make it so those first 
whatever, two, three weeks, you have maybe a one game a week or something like that. And then you just are playing baseball nonstop after that. Uh, but it, it just is what it is. I don't think there's any yeah. way to solve it. It just definitely sucks, especially the UP, like Giardi. I don't even – have they even seen a blade of grass yet? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you brought up some good points there, Jared. I mean, really, I don't think they eliminate it. I think it is kind of uh, facetious that he would bring that up to totally eliminate it. But it's Michigan, and we've been dealing with it for a long time. Make a few tweaks to it. You know, I know really, to me, it only affects mainly softball, baseball, and golf, like Jared mentioned. But, uh, you know, if if the weather breaks, maybe extend the season a bit. You know, there's been talk about taking it a little further into June, even after graduation. That would be a decent compromise, maybe for uh, the, the good teams when they get to the playoffs. But hey, we just got to deal with it. It's Michigan, and that's what it is. And and maybe backload it would be a good idea. Yeah, especially I mean backloading it. That I never really thought about that. You could do that. I think about baseball. You know, like you're starting pitching. Right. You would you would have to really adjust that if you had three double headers in one week. You know. Yeah. You might have, you might have to have some extra pitchers. Even track, I'd be curious to hear from track coaches if they'd want to have like three meets in one week. You know, that, that could be kind of taxing on on the kids. But yeah, it was just an interesting topic. I know we're we're high school sports fans, and you know, with the prep spotlight and everything. But you, I don't think, like you said, Ted, you've been dealing with it. Michigan's been dealing with it since sports were created. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, you can't can't do anything about the weather. You just no. got to adjust. Amen. Well, we're talking about uh, high school sports here in Michigan in the spring. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up next on the Prep Spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. Capital Sports Fieldhouse is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel, and the state-of-the-art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan, for more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, fellas, uh, let's jump right into it. We'll, we'll start in track and field, Chesanine Classic has just been completed. The host Indians won the small school division as Eric Branchick won the high jump at six foot two inches. Caleb Walker won the 110 meter hurdles. Corona finished second in that event to Saginaw Heritage in the large school division. The Cavs, though, had five first place finishes as Tarek Bauer won the 100 at 11 seconds, 11.4 seconds. A pretty good run there, just edged out his brother Wyatt in that one. Kenny Evans won the 3,200-meter run, and the Cavalier Relay teams, they're strong, boys. They won the 4x100, 4x200, and 4x400. Uh, again, looking pretty good there for the Golden Black. Uh, did you guys ever run any relays when you were in school? Were you, uh, Matt, you, I don't think, I don't know if you ran track unless you ran it in like middle school, but um, I, I ran in one relay event in middle school, <laughs> um, third leg, which is the slowest. Um, and wouldn't you know it, I like, we were, we had such a huge lead and I was just so amped up for this like first relay I was in. I like, I stepped out of my lines. So we ended up getting uh, DQ'd, but um <laughs> But no, it's fun. I mean, tra- track, for what it's worth, when I look back at my life, I wish I would have kept playing baseball. 
But I tell you what, track will track will make you humble. Uh, and Corona, I mean, Wyatt Bauer, Tarek Bauer. It's fun to see that they. I mean, that's a nice little price of admission just to see them race against each other every single every single meet. So that's cool. No, I, I never. I only, I ran track a little bit in middle school, but yeah, I never did in high school because I played baseball. But I know we've talked about it before. If at the time when I was at Corona, if you could do two sports, I definitely would have done track and baseball. I mm-hmm. think that would have been cool, even if I wasn't you know, in the first heat or, you know, whatever it is, if I'm, I wouldn't have been on the fastest teams probably. Um, but it's just a good way to stay in shape, if anything. But it, it is always one of those things, like, if I was super fast, you know, Usain Bolt or, you know, something crazy like that, there would be nothing cooler. I would be, like, what sport, you know, to think about the adrenaline rush of at a state meet or something, if you're, like, the fourth leg of the 4 by 100 and you are that fast. You're like the fastest dude in the state and you're just flying down the track, burning by dudes like that. That, that is, a, would be really cool about track. If you were yeah, that good. It's great as a spectator too. When you're watching right. those relays and seeing them, uh, it's really an adrenaline rush, man. It, it's a lot of fun <laughs> without a doubt. I, you know, back when I played, uh, I played baseball, but of course, Nick Anise, the legendary head coach, Nick Anise of the football program at Corona, uh, he forced us. I, th- I think he was in cahoots with Dick Moffitt because they made the baseball players run track. You know, and if, if you want to have a good football program, you pretty much want to have a good track program. It kind of goes yeah. hand in hand with track and wrestling. So I was forced into it. I did run some relays, but mine I was I was slower than Jared. So I was specializing <laughs> in the uh, in the mile and two miles. So those oh, relays, <laughs> you never had to worry about getting DQ'd. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, also in track, Langsburg Jr. Jack Borgman had a big day in a recent C-Mac quad meet, winning the pole vault and the 100 and running anchor in their 4 by 100 relay, making up most of a big deficit, but the team finished second. In baseball, you know, some games have been played. Watch out for Langsburg. They're ranked in the top 20 in the state. They're now 11-1 and with a sweep of Perry and a split with Hazlitt. Ty Randall, who was a solid player on that basketball team, finished the Rambler games going six for eight with four RBIs. They no hit bath twice, 12 to nothing and 20 to nothing. And they have a big C-Mac twin bill with Fowler coming up tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. So Thursday over at the Wolfpack <clears throat> Diamond should be a, a, a good baseball game. And speaking of good baseball, hey, again, our Corona Cavaliers, they took two out of three from Goodrich, who's always right there at the top in the league, and swept the doubleheader at Clio. Corona now has improved to nine and three and playing really good ball for coach Chuck Osika. So watch out for the Cavs. Yeah. I always like seeing Corona baseball. I know we've talked about it again on the pod before, but Corona baseball doing well. Cause when I was a kid growing up, Tony Bohack was running the program mm-hmm. and they were really good. Chuck Osika played for Tony and uh, kind of when I went through, we had a little bit of a downturn. We, we, we had talent, but we weren't, we weren't that great or anything. I think, program kind of fell off a little bit but then shortly after I left Brian Osborne came in who mm-hmm. also played for Tony who I know is I think he's still the AD over at Fowlerville I'm pretty yep. sure yep. um he came in and turned the program around and then Chuck has kept it going so honestly except for that that window when I was kind of going through that we kind of took a dip a little bit Corona baseball has been good yeah I mean Brandon Eckerly Hall of Famer I mean he got drafted by the Tigers I mean you know like yeah legitimate program yeah absolutely um one final thing boys moving to a different topic this kind of surprised me 
but I understand it. Uh, we got to send a shout out to former guest here on the pod, Ovid Elsie basketball coach, Josh Latz. He recently announced his retirement as the OE mentor after 12 years, finishing 158 and 88. And, you know, he's retired. And I'm just going to preface it by saying for now, I mean, he's young, you know, he's got young kids. I think he wants to dedicate some time to the family, but I don't think we've seen the last of Josh Latz as a, as a varsity basketball coach. Yeah, it was a bit surprising. I, I mean, I think none of us saw that news coming. Uh, we all kind of always we joked with them, you know, how would they win 15 games every year if he coaches, you know, for the next 30 years, he, he could get up there to whatever 500 or more. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, for now, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's the thing about high school basketball and high school coaches really in general is, man, you work a lot, you like do. a ton, and you really and you don't get compensated for it. I mean, it's, it's the way it is. I mean, you love it anyway. You, you don't do it for the money, obviously. But, I mean, it's just a lot of time to, de- to dedicate, especially when you have kids, uh, to running a full-time varsity program the right way, like we know he does, mm-hmm. uh, and then also teaching and then also, you know, coaching your kids' teams and all that sort of thing. So, no, I mean, it was a great career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would be curious, like you said, Ted, if it's kind of a for now. Because as he mentioned, I think even when we were talking to him, you know, with, the, with his kids – and stuff and in his statement he said that he wasn't he didn't feel like he was giving Ovid LC the attention basically that that he thinks it deserves because you know he obviously came up he's an Ovid LC kid through and through mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to shortchange the program by any means so I'm sure you know those things kind of came into play Absolutely. everything Jared just said the time that he has to give to his kids and his family and everything like that and then what he thinks the basketball program deserves so I'd be curious when the kids get a little older, you know, and start kind of doing their own thing, if that itch comes back to get back on the sidelines. Well, especially if they if they're basketball players and they get yeah. up to that tenth grade level, you know, maybe he'd want to come back and coach his kids, you know. So stay tuned. But anyway, congratulations to Josh, a, a good young man and a great coach here in mid-Michigan. Well, we're going to mix it up, get into a whole different variety of sports going on right now. But uh, we'll be back right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothar. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, fellas. I mean, it's been what a great last few weeks it's been of sports. The NBA playoffs, we had the Masters uh, get wrapped up. Um, I'm loving it. Baseballs, Tigers are still, it's still, you know, staying relevant, which is all we can ask for from them. They're staying relevant. That's another thing to watch. Uh, But my favorite takeaway from this NBA playoffs has been Matt, I know you love it, the Lakers. What uh, LeBron, I'll be honest, when I was watching game two, I, I was I kind of had an epiphany. I'm like, man, LeBron really just isn't what he used to be. And I would say that's still true. Yeah. But 
I, I, I really was depressed after watching that game, watching Dylan Brooks, you know, clown him after the game. <laughs> and what do you know in LeBron James fashion? He comes back and answers the bell. I mean, what a great ending to – I know they're going to be playing game five tonight, but game four, I mean, turn back the clock a little bit, 2020 game, uh, and when the pressure was at its highest, he made a play. Uh, so what a fun series that's been. I mean, John Morant has looked well since he's came back from his uh, hand injury. I mean, Dylan Brooks, people have been shitting on him. I love him. I absolutely love Dylan Brooks. I don't know what it is about his kind of villain attitude, but something about the way he worded what he said about LeBron, how he essentially said something along the lines of, you know, he's old. I don't care what he thinks of me or something like that. Basically, he's like, you know, I know how good he was with the Heat and with the Cavs. It's a shame I didn't get to see it. Uh, I just think he's hilarious. I've hated a little bit how he's now – kind of acted like the media has turned him into some villain and he's declined the media availability the last two games. But regardless, I still love him. It was, it's been a very fun subplot of that series, but I mean, what a great playoffs. I mean, there's so many different storylines. We just watched Jimmy Butler go off from 56. Uh, I'll leave that there, but what do you guys make of this Lakers Grizzlies series real quick? I think for sure. First of all, like I think we said last week, the NBA playoffs always deliver. There's always going to be a couple kind of dud series, but there's always going to be a handful. Storylines are going to come out. It happens every year. Jimmy Butler, you know, whether it's the injuries this year, you know, the crazy injuries or the Lakers. And, yeah, to answer your question, I love it. And I think it, it goes <laughs> to show if you you just got to have the right superstars. I keep saying it over and over and over. I've said it 500 times about the Pistons. You've got to have superstars. The Grizzlies have basically been like the top two or three in the West all season. They've been up there all season. People were saying, nope, this is their year. They've got John Morant, a superstar. They've got guys like Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, role players. Xavier Tillman. Yeah, Yeah. Tillman. Um, You know, they've got, uh, you know, some injuries like Adams and and Clark. You know, that that doesn't help them at all. But people were saying this is their year. They don't have a LeBron James. They don't have Anthony Davis, even though Anthony Davis is very up and down. They don't have guys like that, and you have to. If you have to, if you want to actually win in the playoffs. And the Dylan Brooks thing, yes, I, I like it because I just like drama. I like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's fun. I would be curious to hear what Ted thinks because I'm, I'm sure I know. If you're going to talk that kind of trash, you can't then duck the media. If you're yeah. going to talk, you can't be a front runner. If you're going to talk trash when you're up in the series, when you just kind of put it to LeBron a little bit, you can't then duck the media when LeBron, when you poke the bear and LeBron takes it to you yeah. for two straight games. And now the Lakers are probably going to put your team out of the playoffs. That's just not cool. And like you said, Jared, him saying that like the media has painted him like this. <laughs> oh, man, really? you, you've done this all yourself, you know, with everything you say, with the way you play. I love the way he plays. That's fine. I love the way he plays with energy. And, you know, he doesn't back down from anyone. That's fine. But when you're going three of 19 from the field, and getting ejected for ball tagging LeBron and LeBron's like taking you to the basket. You call him old and then you can't DM up like all of that stuff. Just go answer questions. That's all you got to do. So that, that's the only thing that bothers me about the Brooks thing. Otherwise, I think you said it last week or maybe the week before Jared, Rob Polinka put this Lakers team together and they, before the trade deadline, they, they weren't even going to make the playoffs. They were out of the playoffs. They made the right trades. They got the right guys around LeBron and AD. And honestly, they, they could make a run to the finals if, if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, yeah. And if age doesn't catch up to them. But uh, yeah. it, by, by comment on the Brooks and James thing, I mean, 
I'm not a huge fan of all that, uh, that oh. trash talking, but I get it. it. It does add some excitement level and it does add to the games, but it had to just make uh, Jared just about wet his pants seeing uh, LeBron just put it in his face. I mean, you know, you could talk all the trash you want. You better back it up. And uh, yeah. why would you poke the bear in that situation? It's just, I don't know. It, yeah. it just I don't know. I, I loved it regardless, man. I, yeah. If, if I, there's something I love about his game, if, if he, if the Grizzlies don't want him back as a LeBron James, wherever he goes, I'm a fan of that team. Yeah. I, I'd love it. If he joined the Lakers, joined up with the Lakers next year. Um, right. In the same same sort of vein, I mean, Sacramento versus Golden State, same right, thing with Draymond. I love Draymond. Everyone's yeah. saying, you know, Warriors won't have him back next year. They're sick of this attitude. I, I don't understand these ejections, first off. I mean, we'll just that's news of the past, so I won't harp on that too much. But I'll just say this real quick since we haven't had a chance to talk since then. When Draymond got uh, ejected and he was hy- hyping up the crowd and riling them up, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen for about two <laughs> minutes there. That was the moment of the playoffs. How awesome, awesome was that? Uh, and the, the fact NBA that you know, commissioner in the stands. Yeah, it was. Yeah. People were saying he crossed the line. Oh, it's going to turn into malice in the palace. Watching that, it never seemed like it was like anger from him or yeah. from the fan. Like it just was like he's you know loving it. I mean. I'm just such a big Draymond guy, and that just really solidified it even more. I mean, that series is tied 2-2 going back to Sacramento for game five. It's a must-win for pretty much both teams. I just would have – and what we've been spoiled. We really have. I mean, the fact that that's the second series we talk about is that Golden State and Sacramento, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you what. Go, well, go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say that that series – I've tweeted it out probably multiple times – that series, if you're just a general basketball fan, you're not a Warriors fan, you're not a Kings fan, and you just enjoy playoff basketball, that is sit back and watch every second of that series because everyone everyone knows everything about the Warriors. Draymond, the Splash Brothers, Steve Kerr, all that. But the Kings are legit, and De'Aaron Fox is good, and they've got a bunch of other you know up-and-coming players. Um, I can't believe I'm saying it, but the Kings – have made me become like a Draymond and Warriors fan because I, huh. I, I want to see Warriors versus Lakers. I want to see, I want to see Steph and Clay versus AD and LeBron. And Draymond has done this to himself. I don't think he should have been suspended and all that, but he, he's done it to himself with this past BS, I guess. But yeah, great, well, you great. know, it, it it would be a, an interesting and a good series if we did see the Lakers and uh, the Warriors, but. You know, it's like a couple of years ago when I when I jumped on the Phoenix bandwagon, you know, yeah. and, and Booker, you know, just a great player. I, you know, I don't really start watching the NBA in tune until this time of year. And, you know, I know I'm out of it compared to you two guys, but De'Aaron Fox, I mean, it's unfortunate that he broke his finger, but this kid yeah. is, he's amazing. And I love the Sacramento story, man. I just love the way they play. They go balls out, you know, and it, it's, these last two or three games are going to be incredible. I think I'm looking forward to it. I hope Fox can have some kind of uh rebound back and can still play effectively. Cause man, that kid, he's something else. And to me, he came out of nowhere. I've what he's been in the league though, like three, four years out of Kentucky, but he, yeah. he's good. Yeah. He was a stud at Kentucky and then the Kings just stunk when they drafted him. Right. So it's taken a few years for them to turn it around, but Mike Brown can coach. We know that. And they've got the right role player, Sabonis around him. That's the thing. Sabonis is starting to bother me the way that he plays. Like I, I'm fine with you know playing you know, uh, you know physical and all that kind of stuff. But he, he people are going to call Draymond dirty. Sabonis plays just as dirty as Draymond does. But 
yeah, Fox is a stud. It, it sucks the injuries. I've mentioned it earlier. It's just been so many injuries. I mean, yeah. Embiid is kind of questionable going forward. You know, Giannis has been banged up. The Clippers basically don't have anyone left except right. Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, you're you hold your breath every time Anthony Davis falls to the floor with the Lakers. You hold your breath. John ja ja Morant, obviously. I saw someone, well, Paul George was one, but I saw a couple other current players and, and coaches talking about load management. I know we've talked about load management before. And they said, it, I thought it was interesting. They said that they think load management is actually hurting or like contributing to players getting hurt in the playoffs because their bodies aren't necessarily like ready for how physical playoff basketball is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I, I think load management is good in, in places. Like maybe sometimes a guy just needs a night off. But when you're like giving guys nights off all the time and they're only playing 60 games during the regular season, maybe their body's not ready for playoff basketball. And, you know, yeah, freak injuries are going to happen when John Morant goes up, falls to the floor and, you know, hurts his hand. But some of these other injuries, it's just like, I mean, Kawhi's been load managing for four years and just can't seem to stay healthy. It's a shame because when he plays, he's legit. But it, it just, you know, there's so many injuries. While I want the Lakers to win, so Fox getting hurt, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I, I want to see a good series, you know, or I want I want the Warriors to right. play the Lakers is what I mean. Yeah. I want to see a good series. But. There's been a lot. I do think load management plays a part in it. I mean, it's you see the different – I mean, Ted, you haven't watched a single second of regular season basketball, but the, the level of play, even you can realize, like, the level of play, it's, like, twice as hard the way these yeah. guys are playing as soon yeah. as the playoffs start compared to the, the regular season. And if you don't have that kind of ramp-up time like the Lakers did, uh, I, I just I think you're at a disadvantage and you end up struggling because of it and injuries occur. You know, there's mm -hmm. been some freak ones. I mean, sometimes it's like John Morant, like, get one, LeBron, taking a charge when John Morant was <laughs> trying to dunk it on his head. I mean, that was maybe the most unbelievable play of LeBron's night was that play. But it's scary. You see how high these guys are, and the charges taken underneath them. I mean, it's it's sometimes those injuries just kind of happen. And Anthony Davis, it just seems like every time he lands, he's landing on somebody's ankle or an arm or something, and right. he's getting injured. Um, but what about it's the Miami Heat? I've said that before about Anthony Davis. He seems to be the guy that always, like you said, is landing on someone's foot, catching an elbow when he's going. Like he just seems to be that guy that is always getting. And right. elbow to the nose, or he's rolling his ankle. It's like always something. Yeah, we we've all played with a guy like that, where it's like it's like it's it's almost like annoying. Like they right. don't know their body, and they can't like avoid. They just they have no body body like awareness where people right. are, where people are at underneath them. Now I was never a high riser, so I never <laughs> had to really worry about people getting <laughs> underneath me and, and twisting my ankle. But no, I mean Jimmy Butler. One thing, the injuries. A team that has been injury uh, depleted is the Miami Heat. I mean Tyler Hero out. Um, are probably their second best, second or third best player, and I don't know what the hell is going on in that series. Oladipo I'll be honest. Hurt all, now too. All sudden, go ahead one more time. Uh, Oladipo got hurt too. Oh yeah. right, yeah. Oladipo's out. I I don't know. All of a sudden, I, I look on ESPN, uh, whatever it was, the day after they played Game Four, and I, I was tuning into that game periodically. Every time I checked, they were, the Miami Heat were down by ten to fifteen points. It's always one of those wild, like Ted. I imagine you on the DVR the next day. Just what in the hell happened in this game where Jimmy Butler comes out, whatever he started, eight for eight from the field, and then just in the fourth quarter just absolutely took over. He seems like your kind of guy, Ted. Am I wrong in that, Jimmy Butler? No, you're old school. No, you're exactly right. And and 
uh, it was the Butler show, show for sure coming down the stretch. And it's funny you bring up the DVR. It was one of the things I was going to talk about was the best part of recording these late games. Obviously, are it's the chance to watch, right? To watch yeah. these late games and soak it all in. And then the other good part about it is when I record it, I record it two hours extra long past the dead, past the date. And uh, being able to watch the TNT uh, post-game uh-huh. show, especially with Ernie Shaq, Kenny and Chuck and having them break it down. I mean, it's, it doesn't get much better than that, man. They don't, sometimes they don't necessarily break it down. They just BS for, I mean, yes. they're basically like us. They're, they're yeah. basically up there just having a podcast or whatever. And Ernie has to try and keep them, <laughs> keep them in, in line, yeah. I guess. But no, there, there's a reason that they win an Emmy every year. That's, yeah. that's the best, that's the best studio show out there. I mean, sure. they're, they're, they're great. They are awesome, man. Uh, it, it, I, I, I'm like dying laughing with them every time. It, it just happened again where Charles Barkley had another like, kind of slip up of his words. He had something along the lines of two balls bouncing or something like that. And they all just start dying. Like, And he, he keeps it serious like while he gets through his point. I mean, when that happens, it might be the funniest thing on TV, man. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's it's an all-time show. You know, everyone's always like, oh, how can we replicate that? How can we replicate that? You can't replicate it. No, I mean, no. They are their chemistry off the charts. You have Charles, you have they're all Hall of Famers, you know, other than Kenny the Jet. Um, and, and they're best friends, it seems yeah. like at least. So you just you and, can't replicate it. It's awesome. And Ernie Johnson is like the best in the business, too. So he's right. right. He I've, I've listened to podcasts with him before, and obviously that always comes up that show. And he talks about how like he doesn't have to like they don't they don't basically they don't prep. I mean, they're almost like us with the podcast. Yeah, we send some texts and stuff like that, but <laughs> We kind of just let it fly, and they kind of just do that. I mean, you you if you watch that show, you can tell there's not really a rundown. It's nope. <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about Kings Warriors. Let's see where it goes. We're going to talk about Lakers, uh, Lakers and Grizzlies. Right. So let's see where it goes. You know, so it's the best yep. in the business. And and we've talked about it at work. Um, I don't know if we want to move on. If you guys have any other NBA thoughts, but along those same lines, we've talked about how big the NFL draft has become. And obviously yeah. that's this week and just how insane, how we've thought like NFL, I know Ted, I know baseball is America's pastime and the MLB major league baseball is still, you know, near and dear to your heart. But the NFL to think that the NFL draft gets the coverage and attention, it's not even a game to draft. And think about even like schedule release shows for the NFL gets such right. big attention. It's amazing. NFL is king in this country, and I don't know about you guys. This is the most hyped I've been for the NFL draft in a while because I feel like the Lions are right there. I honestly think they're a player or two away, especially now that Rodgers is officially out of the division. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Lions are a player or two away from winning the division, going to the playoffs and maybe finally winning a playoff game for the first time in Jared's lifetime. And – the draft is where they can do it. They have two first round picks and uh, we can, we can all give our thoughts on what we think they, they should do. I think the lions should go defense with those first two picks. The offensive line is fine. Skill players I think are fine. Quarterback obviously is fine. Go defense, add someone next to Hutchinson and make that D line legit. And then get, I think a corner or linebacker and really make that defense a strong unit. And you've got yourself a division, a division winner. I don't want to see him draft a quarterback in the first round. I don't want to see him draft a wide receiver in the first round. You don't need to do that. Even with the Jamison Williams BS that went on, you don't need to draft a wide receiver in the first round. 
defense in the first round, make that unit strong, address the other positions later on. Uh, see, I'm not so str- – I, I, I was actually thinking about this, man. There's really not a position they could draft that I would really hate. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, quarterback, obviously that's a that's a big uh, risk. You know, that's swinging for the fences, uh, and you just hope you hit a home run. Even that, I'm like kind of like, well, let's see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm a golf guy, but I wouldn't hate it. Um, wide receiver, I know obviously the big story has been Williams. I mean, what a puzzling kind of <laughs> – week it's been as a Lions fan I don't a lot of people are disagreeing with the rules saying oh well maybe it's not clear that these are the rules <laughs> the way I look at you know that they are harping these guys on gambling yes it's a little bit hypocritical Ted you tweeted out the, you know how basically everything is presented by FanDuel or DraftKings on right. these NFL broadcasts so it is kind of funny I don't totally understand the rule but placing a bet on another sport in the building but you just got to be smarter than that I, I mm-hmm. think they've definitely made that clear you cannot do that I'd be surprised if if, if they were not told that there's no way they were not told that. So I'm not even going to play with that, but I, way I look at Jameson Williams and why I wouldn't hate drafting, you know, Smith and Jigba or one of these stud wideouts in round in one of these first two picks, man, is I just, he, he, we've seen him make plays when he's on the field. Lions were five and one when he was in the lineup, but something, and we've heard rumors about, you know, his kind of persona around the team and whether he's a diva or that type of thing, we haven't heard anything concrete about it, but I just, why not bolster this offense a little bit more? Let's add some a little bit more firepower, especially now that he's suspended for six games. I, I would love to see him draft uh, in Jigba out of Ohio State. I know that doesn't really address our needs. I know we're already kind of loaded at wide receiver, but hey, it's more it's more fun to watch on TV. And as long as we take an edge uh, or some other sort of defensive end or linebacker with one of the two picks, I'm fine with it. So I, I don't hate strengthening your strength. Yeah, I kind of I do lean more to Matt on this one, strengthen the defense with the first couple picks. But if if uh, Holmes already had on the board that he was thinking about a wide receiver with that first pick or second pick, I'm okay with it. I would not be okay with it if you if it was a reaction to the Williams suspension. You know, right. I mean, people were losing their minds over that. And my initial thought when I saw it come across, I thought, what on earth? I think we all thought that. But then when you look at it. And Matt, I think you tweeted it or texted it. It's six games. It could get appealed. Maybe, maybe it'll be lesser sure. than that. I mean, six games out of 17, is that really going to kill you? I mean, it's going to keep him healthy for the stretch run if he changes his attitude, if he indeed does have a bad attitude or, you know, a diva, as uh, Jared would say. That's up to Campbell and his staff to clear that up or, right. or you just get rid of it, you know? I mean, yeah. it's that simple. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't like, I don't think they should have, they should change their whole draft strategy just because Williams got suspended for six games. Now, even though I said defense, I, I was just, while you guys were talking, the one offensive pick I'd be fine with if Bijan Robinson was there mm. at, at one of those picks, probably not number six. That's, that's pretty early for him. But if he was there at that later one, I wouldn't be upset at that because I know they signed David Montgomery, um, you know, and I know like Swift is still there, but we know he has injury issues. If they could get Bijan Robinson, kind of like what you said, Jared, make a strength even more strong, uh, I'd, I'd be fine with taking him. Um, I just think, like I said, I, I think the offense right now is okay. You know, they brought Marvin Jones back at receiver. Obviously, Monter St. Brown is turning into a stud. Uh, I just, if, if they can just make the defense, especially now that they traded Okuda away and we know how good Hutchinson was, shore up that defense a little bit more. And I, I think we can be right there. But 
either way, Brad Holmes, it, it's hard to question the decisions that right. he makes because he's he's got a good track record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty much batting a thousand. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. To, where where are you guys at on the NFL draft? I know Ted or Matt, you said basically how it's such became such a big event. I'm all for it. I love it. <laughs> it's 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 honestly probably a top three or four like sporting event of the year for me. It's a must watch. The drama. Uh, you have to watch it live. You can't watch it on DVR, Ted, or you might as well just not even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> the drama, the live, you know, the Laramie Tunzel type situations, the the guys falling in the drafts, uh, the, the the reaches, you know, the Zach Wilson getting taken second. Right. Everything about the draft, I love it. I, I can't take my eyes off of it. They, the production is is A+. Plus. The Now that they have these events, now it's not COVID or whatever. Now that they're, you know, live uh, on location, the events is awesome itself. I, I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, NBA draft, not so much. I'm not as big of a guy about it. I'll still watch. But as for the NFL draft, that first round, I watch every second of it. Yeah, I'm with you on the first round. I mean, uh, the next couple of rounds after that, you know, that run the next couple of days, I probably will DVR it. But I, it's must-see TV, the first round, especially anticipating who the Lions are going to get. I was just having the thought while you were talking that, man, Matt, next year, take a look at your schedule. You know, get a vacation coming up here for draft day at Ford Field. The three of us ought to do a podcast down there. I think it'd be awesome. It would be fun. That'd be the perfect remote opportunity, especially if we could figure out like uh, one of the bars, one of the watering holes down there. Maybe yeah. you know, do, do something down there. That that would be a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the draft, it, it, they, it's just wild how they, whether giving ESPN credit or, or whatever, has made the NFL draft into must-see TV. Because like you said, Jared, there's all, something always happens, whether it's trades or whether it's, you know, some kid on social media does some stupid someone's wife, like Patrick Mahomes' you know, girlfriend at the time, wife, you know, does something crazy. Um, you know, there's always like stories like that that happen too. Um, I love it too because like the Lions being right there, but, you know, being a, a big Michigan fan, I like seeing where their players right. go. I like yeah. seeing where, you know, Michigan, even other Michigan State or other Big Ten players, you know, seeing seeing where they go. It's, it's just awesome. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like it's something that like – Everyone is, it's one of those events. I think Jared, you've talked about it when we talk about certain sporting events or other things that like at that time when it's happening, everyone is either watching it or they're on Twitter, keeping up with it. You know, it's one of those events that when it's happening, that's what everyone is watching or, you know, they're on Twitter, keeping up with the picks or, you know, whatever it is. Like it, it's one of those events that at yeah. least the first round, like yep. you said, that may, maybe the later rounds, not so much, but the first round. So Thursday night, if you're not, keeping up with the NFL draft, you're, you're like me with game of Thrones. How I, I didn't watch game <laughs> of Thrones. I, I was an outsider with that. Still got to get into it someday, Matt. Great show. <laughs> Great show. Never give up on it. Uh, one, any, anything else in NFL football boys? I did want to bring up the, the latest thing in college football. I wanted your thoughts on that. The, the whole take now on uh, keeping the clock running on first down when i first you know i'll just throw it out first you know i thought when i first saw that i thought what on earth but i didn't realize (laughs) that at the end of the game i don't i I don't know how the rule is written but it was is it in the last two minutes last three minutes where it will stop because that is college football late in the game when you're down man you're relying on stopping that clock at at first down so thoughts on that Kind of a weird, I mean, we all agree. I mean, the games are long, especially, you know, there's a difference between like your regular season games and then those college football playoff games, Mm. which seem like they take five hours. 
but it's kind of a weird rule. I don't understand why they changed it. I don't really care. Um, I'll watch every single second of a five hour game and not complain twice about it. So yep. it's whatever people who are really freaking out, like it's going to make that much of a difference. I don't really understand that point of view. Uh, just kind of a non-story to me. That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. It, and for a team like Michigan, that's kind of a run heavy team, you know, it kind of helps because it keeps the clock moving. So, you know, it could actually benefit Michigan. Yeah. If, if they didn't do it, cause I, I agree with you, Ted, that is a big part of college football stopping the clock after a first down if it if they didn't put in where the last two minutes of the game i think it's actually both halves so it's oh um, okay at the end of the first half and the end of the second half then that would maybe be a little bit like oh you know like you're like changing the game a little bit but no i'm yeah jared i i I probably after the first couple weeks people aren't even going to notice the clock's going to be running maybe like one play here or there the, the clock isn't going to stop and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, the clock's still running. Otherwise, no big you deal. Know, it is weird. It, it's stupid. I, it, I won't care. I won't even notice it. It's we. I've always hated how, like, the rules change, you know, whether it's a basketball game. Like, I feel like the NBA and college basketball, they've all been doing it lately where, the like, the rules are entirely different, you know, in those final two minutes. It just I'm thankful I'm not an NFL coach. We laugh all the time about how, or a college football coach same way how like they can't figure out their timeouts. They the end of game situations. They always struggle. It's like it, I don't blame them partially because it's like the rules are entirely different. It seems like mm-hmm. well, even even just rule changes in general. I know the NBA has had uh, the rule with the challenges for a couple of years. But I mean, we just saw Steph Curry called the timeout and they didn't have a timeout because they challenged to play and lost that timeout. And obviously he knows that rule, but maybe because it's still kind of newer, you know, he wasn't aware that they lost that timeout. So it would be, I mean, that's part of your job as a coach to keep up with rule changes and make sure your team is on board with the rule changes. That's your part of your job as, as a head coach. But I kind of get what you're saying that there would be a little bit of an adjustment period. Like, you know, oh, okay, so wait, if we get a first down, the clock's not going to stop. So we got to think about that, you know, whatever the right. situation is. Uh, before we move on to Tedertainment tonight, I got a couple things in that one. Uh, a couple topics, I just wanted your guys' opinions on this that are kind of recent. Uh, on Twitter, I mean, people are losing their minds over this blue check mark $8 uh-huh. a month thing. I mean, thoughts on that? My initial thoughts, I actually saw, who was it? It was it was Dave Portnoy actually uh, with Barstool. He he made a good point. Um, I don't I don't have any beef with Barstool. You know, Barstool I feel like is either like you love or hate them. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like I'm a little down the middle. I like their content. I think you know what they do. They obviously have a brand. I don't right. agree with everything they do, um, but whatever. That's besides the point. But Portnoy he he made a good point. So the blue check mark it used to be you know you were verified basically like if you were famous or if you had enough right. followers you got the blue check mark, but then they came out where you could pay for the blue check mark. So then people were like ripping, you know, saying like, it's such a status thing. I'm going to pay for my blue check mark to make it look like I'm verified. But what it did when you paid for it, it actually helped your brand. You know, it made your tweets like go to the top of people's feeds or like when you reply to a tweet, it would go like to the top of those replies. So like when you would pay I've actually thought I, I wanted to float it out to you guys if we should pay for with our three point podcast one if it would be worth it to mm, pay for right. it. But paying for the blue check mark actually has like a value to your Twitter account. You know, it, it helps your engagement, it helps your brand grow. 
Whereas before the blue check mark just basically said like you were famous. And yeah. Portnoy basically said that people were like you said, Ted, people were losing their minds over it. Oh my God, <laughs> the blue check mark. And he was like, he said something along the lines of, why would I feel bad about paying for this blue check mark? Because it actually helps my brand. It helps my company. Like the blue check mark now, he because he didn't have one before because of all the BS that he had been through. Twitter right. wouldn't Twitter wouldn't verify him. And he was like, why would I care about the blue check mark before? People know who I am. But now I'm going to pay for the blue check mark because it actually helps my brand. It helps my company. So that that I was like, you know, that actually makes sense. Like, who cares about the blue check mark, first of all? But if you're going to pay for it and it helps your following, then it makes sense. What are people mad about? It, it makes sense why Twitter did it. Um, I will say as somebody who's not the most media literate, as we've we've figured out the last few weeks with April Fool's Day pranks, um, <laughs> this made it a lot even more difficult to sift through the BS on Twitter. Yeah, it, I'm still in the adjustment phase where I'll see blue check immediately kind of think that whatever he says, you know, he's famous or he's verified or whatever and take what he has to say uh, for granted. Then next thing I know, I click on his profile and he's got a hundred followers and <laughs> right. whatever follows 7,000. Hmm. Um, so no, it's a weird adjustment period, but at the end of the day, I understand why Twitter did it. Um, yeah. One and, and for this small reason, I'm happy it happened because I remember, you know, when I used to work in news, this guy who I, I'd bump shoulders with or whatever from time to time uh, in that field. I remember one time, you know, there after these games, you'd have to get scores from schools, uh, you know, for your late night news broadcast uh, for the sports section or whatever. And this guy said something to me like, yeah, you know, don't people realize I have a blue check mark? Like why, why the hell are they not responding to me? I have a blue check, like send in the scores or something like that. And ever since then, that comment has stuck with me as I freaking hate people that are verified. So just that was one small thing. I'm glad that that now it's been basically became meaningless that the people right. that put all so much thought and like they loved it so much that they were verified. I'm happy that, that they don't have that satisfaction anymore. Right. Yeah. And I know before you weigh in, Ted, I think that that's the point that Portnoy was trying to make before. Honestly, who cares about the blue check mark? Kind of like what you're saying, Jared. Portnoy still had 5 million followers or something stupid like that. He didn't have the blue check mark. Now it actually means something. It actually yeah. helps your brand. Yeah, I was just going to jump in. I hadn't even thought about three-point podcast and, and going for that. I mean, think about it. It's another feature that we would offer to our partners. And uh, for 100 bucks a year, that's not bad when you think about it. And if it definitely does uh, the algorithm rhythms or whatever it's called that would move us <laughs> yeah. up the ladder and, and get more shares, why not? That's not a yeah. bad thought. We'll bring that up at our next uh board meeting fellas uh, also before we get to the next segment i do want to mention this jared likes to put me in the greatest generation category which i'm not i'm still a little young for that i'm wait, a baby wait I'm no a, I'm, I, have, I did not i do oh, not the greatest generation was ted williams going off to war coming back hitting 300 home runs well, you no, are not a part of the greatest generation of course of course but we can go back to the tape you've mentioned it before i was just that was kind of a joke but uh speaking of greatest generation pearl harbor world war ii you know i've been watching some different things and i just noticed that a, a gentleman ken potts passed away at 102 leaving one surviving member of the uss arizona uh, in Pearl Harbor. And I just had to send that shout out, man. Uh, those brave soldiers and and uh, and uh, sailors. I mean, it's hard to believe, man. One left from the Arizona. And, you know, on my bucket list is a trip to Hawaii 
and for sure gonna go see the Pearl Harbor mem Memorial there, yeah. man. It just it gives me chills right now talking about it. It'd be yeah. awesome. I'd love this. I, that's one thing I would love. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge museum guy. I'd love mm -hmm. to check that one out. Uh, it'd be cool. Um, yeah. No, I mean, just you talk about the greatest generation. I'll kind of wrap this real quick. At kind of a fun tie-in. Uh, mm -hmm. Band of Brothers. Mm -hmm. I, as you guys know, you guys kind of tasked me with watching that after I watched the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, and I have my official review. The Pacific you need to is, is... You need to is, save it for entertainment? Oh, are we... I, I thought yeah. Were, oh, I'll save it. I thought we were... We were. All right, I'll save it. That's a little teaser. <laughs> save oh, it. We'll yeah. be right back. I'll let you jump in first, Jared. Right after this break, we'll have entertainment tonight coming up next. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, so as I was saying, um, Band of Brothers, I gave it a watch. The Pacific, man, it just blows it out of the water. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You think you think the Pacific is better than Band of Brothers? I, I love the Pacific. I'm, wow. I'm a Pacific fanboy. I, I don't know. They're both great. You know, I'm not saying the Band of Brothers is trash by any means, yeah. but I, I just I loved that side of the 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 war. It, I find it more interesting on the on the U.S. side at least. You know, that was where we concentrated most of our firepower was it was against Japan and you know in the Pacific. And I just thought the series it felt a little bit bigger. Felt like they obviously had a little bit bigger budget at that point because uh, of the success of Band of Brothers. Uh, and so the greatest generation, I finally have finished the band of brothers. I'm, I'm Pacific boy. That's, that's where I lean. I'm, I'm a Pacific man. Now I, I will say I never actually finished the Pacific. Um, so maybe my, my review is only half validated. Uh, and maybe it's because I watched band of brothers first. So that like set the bar super high, but I don't know. I, I need to go back and watch all of the Pacifics. I don't know if I could put it above band of brothers, but Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies. I mean, that's just one I, I, you could watch anytime. And even though you know what's going to happen, some of those scenes still just give you like the chills, kind of like what you were talking about, Ted. But both of those move that movie and then both of those series, just top notch. If you like, if you like that genre, you know, not everyone likes war movies. Um, so you know, if, if you like that genre. You can't go wrong with either. I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I've I've got the urge right now to rewatch both of them, uh, but that's going to take a while. Probably won't yeah. won't be until winter. But yeah, you're not backlogged on your shows. Well, sort of backlogged, but I, you know, it's time to be outside enjoying the great weather. You know, that's, <laughs> I was that's say, the you, whole got, thing. you got the pontoon out. This isn't the time to start band of brothers in the Pacific, <laughs> right? I, so I'll have limited. Uh, contributions to tedertainment but i will i will i will jump in here real quick and, and lighten it up just a little bit okay last podcast jared uh set me on too hot to handle <clears throat> okay oh yeah <clears throat> let's let's just say maybe time has passed me by but uh i did watch episode one the pilot and bear bear with me i was sitting watching it clicking on my phone some quotes and let me just run down a couple of these my penis is like an aerosol can. I just walk into a bar and take my shirt off. I have 300,000 followers. I'm a deep thinker. 
Harry's from Australia, and I have no idea where that is. I would rate myself a 10 out of 10. I'm a professional drinker. I'm Kells. <laughs> I'm king of the jungle. <laughs> yeah. The show, I mean, I, I, listen, I've only seen the first season, so I'm not going to act like I'm some fanboy of this show. Um, but I appreciate you for doing your homework. I mean, I, I understand oh, there wait, are so wait, many wait. quotes. We What's didn't get his review, though. Yeah. What's the rating? Yeah. So what, what oh. was the review? Sorry, Jared, not to cut you off. but Well, if I, if I want to see yeah. hot people maybe have sex i haven't gone to second episode or third episode what what blew my mind a bit was you know they got a hundred thousand dollar first prize to stay away from sexual activity and i thought okay if you have a little sexual activity you're out you you don't get money but that's not the case they deduct a certain amount every time they do this so they're keeping people in enthralled with the show and see what goes on i will say this Hey, everybody is just gorgeous. There's no question about that. I mean, but if you want to see sex or whatever, you know, go to Pornhub or something, you know, I mean, (laughs) why go to Netflix? Uh, If I was going to rate it, I rate it right with The Bachelor and all these insepid shows. You got to be kidding me. I'm not watching any more episodes of this (laughs) for sure. It is. I tell you what. The, the idea of you watch, what now I got to know more about your so was this like a Monday morning with your coffee like the, the usual kind of your normal TV watching slot or when were you watching this show oh yeah this was in this was in the morning uh, the, the, my normal routine for shows my wife's not interested in and she certainly would not be interested in this one she gets up in the morning takes a bath I grab my coffee come downstairs <laughs> I uh, popped on Netflix watch that episode I have to admit as I read these quotes, I'm while I'm watching the show, I'm actually laughing out loud a few times. So <laughs> it has some value for that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the you know when I see some of these people and how stupid they are, is it is it all scripted that they do this stuff? It makes you wonder. You know, I know a lot yeah. of the show is scripted. It, it's like one of those. It's kind of like uh, it's like wrestling, professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's scripted, but it's wrestling is still real. Those guys are still flying around and throwing each other and doing all that stuff. So, yes, it's scripted, but, yes, it's still real. So, like, with these shows, I think, obviously, yes, there is a bit of a script. But then it is these people saying all this nonsense or doing whatever the heck they're doing or trying to act like they're really trying to find true love or, you know, whatever the heck the the story is for that show. That's why I know I talked about Love is Blind, you know, a week or two ago. My wife has gotten – I think she's, like – She's she she bit the bait on these shows because every time I come home, she's like watching some new one. There's like <laughs> marriage at first sight or something, or like one of these ones yeah, where right. they just like they just pick someone and you're supposed to marry them right away. And I'm just like, some of this stuff is just so ridiculous. And it's clear that they they obviously do interviews or whatever for people for these shows because they want to get people who are gonna do exactly what you just did, Ted. Say mm-hmm. ridiculous. If you're boring or you're not interesting, you're not going to be on these shows. Yep. And that that one, Jared, you probably definitely know because you've watched some of these. The one episode or the one season of Love Is Blind that I did watch, the first couple episodes, you noticed there was a couple people that you know they were showing that were just either like too weird or like very boring. And then the rest of the season, you just didn't you didn't see them. The rest of the season, yeah. they they focus on the few yeah. storylines that are really interesting that grab you 
No, I seriously, I think in the in the season one of Too Hot to Handle that I've seen, I honestly think they like replace a girl because she like wasn't engaging with the group oh. or something like that. It's kind of messed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for doing your due diligence uh, on that show. I, I we'll have more missions for you soon. Uh, <laughs> private, private I can't call. wait. So, it, it, and it does kind of. There's a little tiny part of me that wouldn't mind getting back into it. You know what I'm saying? Because it does. They 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 know what they're doing. It's a it's oh. a winning formula without a doubt. That's that's why I've seen people say like that's why Survivor, The mm-hmm. Bachelor, and like some of these other shows. And then now there's the 700 spinoffs. I mean, I remember Ted. You you probably do too. Like some of the originals real world on mtv and mm-hmm. then road rules on mtv i mean these shows you know especially as like a teenager i, I thought because i wanted that you know at that age i was like i want to be on these shows i want to be in real world or whatever <laughs> you know it's just like it, like you said these these producers they know what they're doing they, they yeah. probably see the few people that they're like we got to get them because they're going to be great and then they see the few people that like you said jared after an episode or two they're like Nope, not going to do it. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the ed- way they edit it, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> they know what they're doing with the editing as well. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a certain type of TV. I don't totally understand. I get why people do it. I mean, Ted, you're talking about this Harry character from season one. I mean, he's like a full blown star from that show. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. He's like blown up since it. Harry Jowsey, I think is his name. So okay. it's, it's, you see why these guys do it because it's like, I mean, yeah, you might maybe make an idiot out of yourself once or twice on this show, but your following and your social media influence is going to triple uh, by the time it's over with. Hey, you can't blame anybody because, like you said, if you do hit it in one of these shows or on social media, you know, you got the the so-called influencers, you know. I mean, they're making big coin and yeah. more power to them. It's America for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I got a couple other quick ones, guys. Uh, I've talked about it before on Amazon Prime. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is finishing its last right. season, season five. And, you know, this isn't for everybody. I'm not going to give a high recommendation to the younger generation that you're going to love this show. But I think uh, it's very clever. The writing is good. Solid acting. The sets are incredible, taking you back to the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Similar to Mad Men, you know, how they captured that era and uh, the, the stars of the show are really good. So on a, a baby boomer or maybe a little bit uh, younger, I would say definitely watch it if you have Amazon Prime. Very, very good show, I think. Yep. That's what I've heard. Yep. And also, I have a Tedertainment classic film pick of the week. This is a new feature. <laughs> a new feature. I've done some homework. Uh <laughs> I, I watch some classic movies. Now, Jared, it seems to me like you probably don't appreciate the, the classics from maybe the 70s and 80s. Oh, you might feel it's a bit outdated. But uh, this week's pick of the week, Blazing Saddles. Okay, this was uh, made in 1974. It is maybe one of the most non-PC movies ever made i mean you gotta see it to believe it it's a it's a western made by mel brooks and i just recently watched it on turner classic and neighborhood cinemas our friends at neighborhood cinemas uh they are bringing it back out on the big screen i think they got one more showing coming up this week so if you want to see an old classic movie that is completely uh not PC. Check out Blazing Saddles and small part by the Detroit Lions Alex Karras as Mongo 
is worth the price of admission itself. So a little tip for you, Jared, if you ever want to see a classic Blazing Saddles. I've actually seen parts of that movie. I don't remember it. I was maybe a little, I was honestly, I probably shouldn't have been watching it. Probably like 10 years old or so. Right. Watching it. Um, yeah. Uh, I love that. I love this new, this new wrinkle to the show. I, <laughs> I mean, anything, anything you can do to get this segment elongated, you're, you're down for it. So I love it. I'm looking for a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but that's all I've ever heard is that it's not PC. There's no way that movie could have been made nowadays. Right. So well, I, you know how I'm Quentin Tarantino that. uses in certain movies the N-word a lot, you know? Yeah. This was before its time. It definitely did that along with other stuff. So yeah, you got to be able to have thick skin to watch it. And then I got one final thing. Again, for my generation, Saturday nights, back in the day, it was Carol Burnett. 10 o'clock and her comedy cast, Tim Conway, Harvey Corman. She's got a special coming out this week, 90 years of laughter and love. It's on CBS. It actually airs tonight. We're recording Wednesday. So if you get a chance, check out Carol Burnett. I, those, I don't know any of those names uh, <laughs> out there, but, but as I'm sure some of our listeners appreciated that. Yeah. One of her sidekicks, Harvey Corman actually uh, is in blazing saddles, big part. <laughs> nice. It's funny. I've not. This is maybe a topic for Ted Entertainment tonight. I've seen Adam Sandler. You know, he seems like he's in the entertainment news all the time. Right. I've seen people say that, like, maybe along those lines of Blazing Saddles, a lot of his early movies were not PC. That maybe he should be canceled for some of the jokes that he used to make back in the day. And it's just, I don't. I, I feel like with comedy, sometimes obviously some stuff does cross the line for sure. But it's like the people who go to a comedy show and then like get offended mm-hmm. and like get up and walk out or whatever. I feel like comedy is one of those things like like you said, Ted, you got to have a little bit of thick skin because comedians are going to push the limits a little bit. Like it's sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes things cross the line, but that's part of comedy. I feel like I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. hate to see having having reins on comedians, you know, I mean, right. do, do I their thing and just deal with it. Yeah. Cancel culture, man. I, I could go on for for 400 hours about it uh, so i'll just <laughs> i'll save it for another pod yeah uh, it, it's crazy yeah. amen well i think we made it through another podcast boys what do you think yes, sir. all right well we've been brought to you by the great folks at memorial Healthcare's now community wellness center and skymint cannabis skymint cannabis farm to stash grown right here in the great lake state over 20 locations and counting check out the skymint reserve also, check out Michigan's Best Bundles for deals on flower, vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. And like I mentioned in the open, ounces as low as 49 bucks. More details, and if you're over 21, go online at skymet.com. Sign up for the rewards program. It's that time of year, so stock on up. Also, Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. A lot going on. Children's swimming lessons underway. Flexibility training. The Wellness Center has an open house, spring open house coming up Saturday, 20, the April 29th, 10 to 1. Free admission, over 20 health and wellness vendors. For more details, follow and like them on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or go online, find out more deets at memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank our local friends, AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, CR Auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Fellas, final thoughts, uh, NFL draft. Uh, what's on the agenda of the next week? NFL draft, NFL playoffs. That's kind of where we're at, right? 
Amen. Is, is there is there one final, is there any way the Lions take a quarterback? In your guys' opinion, tomorrow, where are you at? Like, if you're zero to one hundred, where is the percentage? I think like low. I would say like 20 percent, something like that. I don't think it's out of the picture. I, I feel like Brad Holmes is maybe one of those. Like you know, they always say with the NFL draft, take the best player available, and say C.J. Stroud is there at six, and they think C.J. Stroud is going to be the next great QB. I wouldn't be shocked. I just personally don't think they should. If if they if sorry Ted, uh, you can go ahead. But if, no. if Richardson is there at eighteen, I, I'm I'm all about it. Stay I don't know tuned. Who will, but you know, I wouldn't be against it necessarily. Uh, but I'd be more on the percentage of Matt. Uh, personally, and I don't know what you guys think, Stroud has all the physical ability, but I, I'm a little concerned. Maybe it's just smoke, you know, that people are saying he's not passing the test, not right. as uh, not as able to read. I mean, if, if the Alabama quarterback for some reason was available at six, would no. you pull the trigger? No. Yeah, if, if Bryce Young was there at six, I would say the minute Cadell gives it number five, Give number six. I'm right with you. Franchise quarterback. Somehow, from what I'm hearing, he's basically going to be one. Uh, Mm -hmm. But who knows? You never know what draft night. So yeah, if he somehow was there, I would I'd take him. I I trust Brad Holmes. Is what I'm going to say. Whoever he takes, wherever, until he proves us wrong, I'll trust. I agree with you there, and we're all in agreement on that one. Hey, don't forget also follow us on the socials at Three Point Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, as we threw out last week, we'll keep throwing it out there. If you have any comments, any rebuttals to anything we say, anything you want to add, uh, maybe you're too hot to handle fan and want to take <laughs> take offense with what I said, uh, definitely send us uh, or record something on your phone and email us at Three Point Pod at Gmail, and we'll get you on one of our upcoming podcasts. That's going to do it. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to 3pointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.